Drive to the Book Fair with Anna and Alia. Live from the Sharjah International Book Fair at the Expo Center Sharjah. Yeah, live is the word, totally live. It's the 42nd edition of the Sharjah International Book Fair. Every year we do this, and obviously Pulse 95 has been around for about six years, mm -hmm. and every year our pop-up studio gets bigger and bigger. Absolutely. Until this year, Alia and I are literally planted in the most open area. Mm -hmm. So dolphins flying by, uh, butterfly dramas, mm -hmm. anything parades. But the wonderful thing is that we get to interview all sorts of guests. We jump on them when they arrive. And this one's very, very special. She's British, which is really exciting for both. <laughs> Both of us, actually, because yes. you've got British family, haven't you? Yeah. Welcome to the show, Tori True. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Now, this is really special. A, you're a, a beautiful chef. You have the most gorgeous book that I literally was just commenting on that I'd like it on my coffee table. Mm -hmm. That's before you even opened it to look at the recipes. It's gorgeous. Um, but really interesting, you were just telling us you were at university with someone very special. I was, yes. indeed. You have yes. to tell us. So many moons ago now, yeah. decades ago. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I studied with uh, Badu Al Kazimi, yeah. who, who obviously is very well known here in Sharjah. Maybe. She's a hero. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, haven't seen yeah. her for since university, but uh, our paths did cross um, from time to time because we belong to the same society. Yeah, um, how amazing! Yeah, so a long time ago. And full circle, yes. Because this is your first Sharjah International Book Fair. Absolutely. Yeah. When did you fly in? So flew in last night. Okay. It's quite a quick flight, really. Yeah. It's not too bad. No, it's fine. And um, and then a, a drive to the hotel, yeah. and um, here you are. And then all go go from today, doing demos from lunchtime, and then again this evening as well. So you've been demoing your recipes yes. and your food in the cooking area. Exactly. So I did two at lunchtime. Right. And um, to a great audience, because there's quite a lot of um, sort of teenager, mm -hmm. enthusiastic chefs oh, and there. cooks out there who okay. are right at the front. Right. Very sweet. And then, um, so I did two recipes then. I did a chetnad pepper chicken. Wow. And I did a dill dal. You did a dill, a dill dal. dal. And you don't often think of dill and dal matching together. No, no. But it works really, really well. So I did that recipe and then um, in about an hour or so, I'm going to be doing three recipes in an hour. Are you? Yeah. I'm going to be doing a, a Sri Lankan dal. I'm going to be doing a, a Kerelan cabbage torrent. And I'm going to be doing a Bengali tomato chutney. And this is those trio I often demo at bookshops in the UK to an audience. And it's normally a great way to win people over to find a cookbook. It's absolutely. And so this is something that's quite interesting because, of course, the, the British people are obsessed with Indian food. Absolutely. And it's now number one, isn't it? In the UK, absolutely. it's the top food. We, we love it. Do you, Alia, where do you sit on Indian food? Well, to be honest, I'm not too much into spices. If it's too much spicy food, that's not not the dish not for me okay but i do want to ask a question now when it comes to butter chicken is it the main british dish <laughs> okay so i'm going to take i'm going to say two things here so first of all just going back to what you said i'd like to pick up on it yes. because mm. I, often people get confused with indian food being spicy and what i always sort of say is indian food has spices but it doesn't necessarily need to be spicy agree mm -hmm. spiced and spicy are two different things so my mother-in-law for example loves Indian food but doesn't like it particularly spicy yeah. mm -hmm. so you can change that you don't have to have your your chilies in and if you do have chilies instead of having the really hot ones get Kashmiri chilli because it adds <gasps> colour okay. but not too much heat 
So that's what I do with when I teach people, I say to the Brits suddenly, do it with that because you can feed it to a five-year-old or 105 and everyone will be okay with it. Right. So just to to mention that, but back to the butter chicken, um, (laughs) I think it is the sort of staple dish of the UK. It's like the number one. But the funny thing is, I've never eaten it in the home um, with my family in India. Have you not? No, it's never been cooked. No one's ever eaten it. So I think it's slightly one, one of those... One of these morphed dishes exactly. that the Brits have come up with exactly. based on Indian sort of fare. Exactly. exactly. I love that. My children are obsessed with, uh, with butter it, chicken. It's a good entry one. It's a good entry. <laughs> butter chicken or chicken tikka masala. Yeah. So this, and this is something that we need to say. This is um, on the front of your book. It says Indian home cooking from a British kitchen, which I love. You just talked about Indian family. Yes. So talk about because there's not one bit of you that looks Indian right now. <laughs> if you don't Absolutely mind me saying, I agree. Yes. 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 Looking next to very blonde, gorgeous. But so so talk about that. Tell us about your family. So um, I met my husband, who is of Indian origin. Right. He was born in Kolkata, right, and then moved Incredible. over to the UK at the age of three. Both his parents were doctors, and in the 70s, as you might be aware, the British um, wanted to have a lot of doctors into the UK yeah. NHS, and a lot of Indians did go over. So his parents went over then, and um, I met him when we were 21, 22, yeah. so very very young. Yeah. And um, so we've kind of grown up together. And because um, when you meet someone from another culture and you and marry them, um, you take an interest in their food, their cuisine and everything. And it's sort of a natural progression, a natural thing to happen. Mm. And um, yeah, so I started learning from mother-in-law, father-in-law, <gasps> my husband. And then it sort of gradually went beyond that because my mother-in-law probably, bless her, we know 20 brilliant recipes and then and then she sort of just does it and repeats so I have yeah. more than 20 recipes in the book I've got 106 <laughs> so I then had to go broaden my net of other family members have you got to the stage where you're now teaching your mother-in-law certain um, Indian I dishes actually, yeah, yeah. yeah. See, it really is funny it comes it full is. circle it is okay so um yes yeah, so I do that and I teach Indian cooking now in the UK and oh, you and um every single class I do includes a spice tour as well to an area called Tooting. I don't know if you're familiar. I know with Tooting, Tooting well. Yes. Yeah, South London. South London. Yeah. South. I'm from Clapham, Brixton. Oh, okay. Well, sorry, yeah. I live in Wandsworth Common. Oh, I know it well. Yes, this is my patch, Alia. The old patch. So we yeah. we um we do a spice tour first in Tooting. So I think a lot of people, whether you're based here, maybe in Sharjah or anywhere around the world, the thing often preventing people yeah to know to cook in, um, Indian food is what spices which spices yeah. where to go and get them yeah. or you know it's going to be so difficult to know all this sort of stuff so we go into a spice tour first and it sets the scene yes. and it gives the people the confidence to then recognise the difference between a fennel and a cumin seed and a carom seed right. and mm. you know what's the difference between green cardamom and brown cardamom and a bit of history behind the spices as well so we do that you see that is it is vaguely terrifying to be honest to, um, to approach cooking Indian food I would be I mean I'm not a big cook anyway um, and I can just about doing English fare which is like potatoes and pies mm-hmm. so it's yes. really easy yeah um, but to approach an Indian dish I would be scared I wouldn't know what to do I wouldn't know too how many to spices there'll be too many spices to yeah put in. well question for you is okay. you, you cook you cook a, um, a bolognese yes. right for a shepherd's pie spaghetti bolognese yeah? yes well there's a dish in here which is just the Indian version of that called <gasps> kima kima oh. Oh. and it has 
it has some lovely warming spices in there, like cinnamon and well, ca um, uh, cinnamon stick and cardamom and okay. cumin and uh, the powders as well, yeah. as well as the um, uh, whole seeds. And that it's just it, it, a natural progression. It's very similar okay. to a bolognese. So if you can do bolognese, you can do kima. So I often say that's the entry one. Start with a kima. Okay. Your kids will love you for it. They will. Why don't you get them to? You're saying how old they are. They should be able to. <laughs> they should be able to do it. But I would feel so proud of myself because that, that sounds very complicated to me. So I'd be so proud if I was able to say, yes, and I put some cumin in and I did that. You yeah. know, I would be proud. Yeah, and you, you will oh. have those spices in your house already, I can assure you. The ones will I? which I said. Will I? Cumin powder, coriander powder? Mm, no? Not, uh, no. What about you, Elliot? Elliot. Yeah. I, I do cook sometimes, do and, but I'm not that of a great cook. But when it comes to spices, I kind of like play with the spices. Yeah. I add this and that together and then... Well, you know, it goes. What you've yeah. just described is that they have a wonderful term in India called andaj or andaz. andaz. And it means a little bit of this and a little bit of that. The art mm. of approximation. Mm -hmm. And you, the way you were just describing, I'm obviously listening, you're not going to know what Alia was doing with her hands, <laughs> but you know, throwing in a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Yeah. Andaj, and that's how you learn to cook in India. So it's done through generations. You watch that way. So when I was learning from my mother-in-law, I had to slow her down because I needed to measure yeah. how many teaspoons. And that's so English, isn't it? Yeah. Wait, I'm going to do a, a teaspoon <laughs> or a, a yes, tablespoon. But you need to until you know. Because otherwise, yeah. if I tell you a little bit of this, a little bit of that, you're going to be, what is Tori's little bit? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, quite right. Mm. Uh, did you study cooking at university? No. <laughs> so, so what did you study? I had a feeling that you hadn't. What did you study? So I did, I was at Cambridge, and I did oh, wow. um, okay. history and education. Did you? I did a four-year degree. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, then and then when did the cooking take over? And then I went to work in the city as a headhunter in finance you for 12 years. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah. Wow, wow, wow. So I was a headhunter and I love that. I'm one of those people who looks back in past careers and doesn't sort of slate them. I actually really enjoyed it. Right. And I'm friends with lots of people within that sphere. Yeah. And I enjoyed it. Um, and then after my second child, I um, took some time out and I began to write a food blog. Mm. And then it was a natural progression on food writing. And then I started writing for some magazines and then I ended up sort of one thing led to another um, I started obviously I cook Indian food at home and initially friends would come over and go oh would you teach me how to cook this yes I and bet, that's yeah. when my classes started and then it gradually grew from then wow, wow and then the book came later but it was sort of a gradual it's a passion project is it and in a way what I did before allows me to do what I do now right you know what I mean I do know what you mean yeah okay that's so amazing that's now I have one question now when it comes to cooking and passion I love the word passion now not everyone is very passionate when it comes to cooking right yeah. especially the younger generation yeah. What kind true. of advice that you've got for people or the younger generation to start to love cooking or kind of like not go for fast food as yeah, always? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, interestingly enough, I have come across people as young as 11 having little stickers coming out of the book of what they're cooking. So I can, I kind of say, if you can read, you can cook. And like anything, whether you're going to be playing tennis, cricket, whatever, ever, and be good at it, it takes time. Yeah. So I think as if you have an innate love of food, mm -hmm. it's actually going to be even better if you start cooking it yourself. Right. And it's it's more economical. It will taste better in time. Yeah. Um, so you know how much salt and what everything's going I in. I'd say health must be healthier. Be healthier. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And there are a number of dishes in here this is why i've been sort of pitching with this one it's there are a number of dishes in here which you know take 15 20 minutes no so i'm doing three wow. dishes in an hour 
Right. So what's that? 24 to 60, 20 minutes <laughs> with all of them. You know, you can do a lot quite quickly. Right. And certainly the dolls, so you're familiar with dolls. Yes. So I've got 15 different dolls and soups in there. Now, I know you're not going to have cold, wintry weather here, but certainly in the UK, we have cold, <laughs> wintry weather. It's yeah, actually really nice to come back after a cold, wintry walk and have a bowl of dolls. Yeah, beautiful. You see what I mean? But um, so I just. You know, I just want to enthuse everyone to, to give it a go. I mean, I understand some people just not interested in food. They're, they're, mm -hmm. they're doing other things. We're, we're fair enough. I, mm -hmm. I get it. Um, but there are times in one's life where you perhaps need to slow down. Maybe you need a bit of self-care. And I think cooking brings that because it kind of, it, it takes you to foreign places, to places that, you know, you maybe dream of. And you can change. You can have a week doing Georgian cooking and then mm -hmm. a week doing Thai and then Vietnamese and then Indian. And it's kind of fun. Yeah. It's exciting. It is. Uh, your passion for yeah. it is quite is quite uh, addictive. Um, so you, you know you've made me you've made me want to give it a go. The other myth that you've literally just broken and you probably didn't even know um, is that I just anticipated Indian cooking um, taking three or four hours. Mm -hmm. Like you think yeah. that oh I'm going to make heavy a, cooking. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to be there for hours. It's going to be a drama. You've no. just said you can knock something up in 20 minutes, and yeah, that's totally. not my perception. So right. I mean, there's one in here which is a um, speedy salmon curry. I mean, it's really super simple. It's a Bengali curry. So Bengal is obviously spread across Bangladesh and India. And my husband, as I said, is from Kolkata. Um, and it's a 20 minute And sometimes my girls go back from school and go, Mommy, you know, I really fancy having the speedy salmon curry. And um, just do it. it's really simple. It's got nigella seeds in. Okay. familiar with those little no. black seeds they're gorgeous okay. but it you know it, it doesn't even have ginger <laughs> doesn't actually even have what have i got it hasn't even got garlic it's very um it's very quick and easy and have that with some plain rice is lovely mm -hmm. yeah and it's healthy you can don't have to have it with salmon you can have it with trout any white fish which is local sustainable yeah my husband you. will love that he's the yeah. big chef in our house and oh, he will yeah. literally yeah he will he, he would love speaking to you so one of my last questions is are your children completely addicted to indian food i mean um, they've obviously grown up with mum making these ex <laughs> these incredible dishes. Okay, I, I'll be truthful here. So yeah. after my um, doing the, the book and having the photo shoot, which was nine days of intensive cooking, 106 recipes, Ooh, wow. um, everyone got very sick of Indian food <laughs> for a while. So my neighbours love me. My children are like, no more Indian food. Yeah. But, um, so I have two girls. One is almost 18 and one is 14. Right. And um, yeah, they, they eat absolutely everything. I think my younger one is perhaps her more in the zone of Korean food and Japanese food at the moment. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So she's really yeah. into that. So if, if, yeah. if she had a preference, she'd rather go down that line. Okay. Um, okay. But obviously we naturally have it, not every day, but maybe two, three times a week. Yeah. And, you know, and as I say, it doesn't need to be too spicy at mm -hmm. all. You right. Can, you know, spice, not spicy, it's two different things. Two different things. Yeah. I've learned so much. I've learned something new yeah. today. Yeah. I yeah. might go, go go home and probably order myself some Indian food until I learn how to pick one. <laughs> See, I got to work, work on you. I got to work on you. That generation, they don't know. They just dial. It's so lovely having you on the oh, show. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank it's you so great. much. It's been wonderful. I'm so snuffling that book. I'm going to take it Absolutely, away. Absolutely. Um, keep it here. Obviously, we're at Sharjah International yeah. Book Fair and uh, guests drop in and drop out all the way through. Alia and I are here live through till seven. Keep it at Pulse 95.